There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Empty storefronts, dimly lit hallways, and a quiet grand hall currently define D.C.'s Union Station, now a shell of the once bustling and thriving transportation hub here in the nation's capital. All in all, Union Station has fallen on pretty hard times. But Doug Carr, Union Station Redevelopment Corporation's CEO and president, he wants to change that. A few months back, he revealed new renderings to a group of government officials. Carr told these local leaders a full recreation of Union Station will bring this historic landmark back to life. Perfect design and engineering can also lead to excitement and also making train travel and commuting cool and enjoyable again. Carr comes on the show to share his vision for the new and improved Union Station and why he thinks he can make it happen. Union Station Redevelopment Corporation CEO and President, what a title, Doug Carr. Welcome to the DMV Download Podcast. Great. Thanks for having me, Luke. So we're sitting in your office, and over your shoulder, I see trains coming in and out to Union Station, which, you know, is a hallmark of this region, transit-wise, but also just generally. It's recognizable. Um, People have stories linked to that place. It's quite a responsibility to uh, kind of be in charge of the redevelopment. Uh, yeah, I guess the view is both a blessing and uh, maybe a curse. Uh, I hear the trains all day, but it really gives me that connection to the station, um, to the prominence of the station, the impact and importance that it has on the region. So it's a uh, good reminder to look at. First off, as we start, what made you kind of the transit hub guy? You know, you just finished a project up in New York at Penn Station with Morning and Train Hall. Now you're here at Union Station kind of doing something similar, obviously some differences, but uh, what got you kind of involved and interested in this line of work? Yeah, so I guess, uh, as you note, maybe I've become a train station uh, guy, but I <laughs> uh, really started in real estate is my background, development, project management, and really focus on public-private partnerships. And that's what you know, started to, you know, lead some of the projects that I've had the privilege of working on, uh, including World Trade Center redevelopment, and most recently, as you noted, the Moynihan train hall development. So got a couple train stations, transportation hubs under my belt. Right. And that private-public partnership is pretty, you know, prescient here because there's a lot of public dollars, I'm sure. You got Amtrak, which is kind of this like quasi-public, but also private agency, all coming into Union Station. Let's first talk about the work you did in New York. Uh, Yeah, so previously before joining Union Station Redevelopment Corporation, I was the executive director for the Moynihan Train Hall Development Project. And for those who don't know too much about the Moynihan Train Hall kind of redevelopment, what exactly happened? What was there when you started and what was there when you kind of finished up your work? So probably the industry parlance would be uh, a historic and adaptive reuse of a beautiful 1912 uh, building, right. which was originally the, the general post office in New York City, uh, designed and built in the mold and shadow of the original Penn Station of New York City, early 1900s. So really the project was about expanding capacity 
for mass transit and specifically rail operations in New York. That was really objective number one, but also to bring back and breathe life again into a beautiful historic building that you know had fallen on hard times. The post office in New York was not utilizing the building to the extent or to the size and scale of the building. And for many reasons, it really presented a natural uh, redevelopment opportunity to transform the building from, you know, historic postal use into an expansion of Penn Station, uh, mm. the, the country's busiest transportation hub. So right. capacity was a big factor, but also just, you know, part of the fun was, you know, the history of the building and giving it a second second life. Right. And you're from you know, New York, so must have had some, you know, personal kind of ties to it too, maybe. I don't know. I, I am. I'm from New York. I've, maybe I'm losing the accent a little bit, trying to assimilate down here, but... <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> certainly. Um, very meaningful in that sense too. You know, be able to have an impact on your your home city um, is something that's special. And you know, you don't have too many of these projects come along. Uh, you know, kind of once in a lifetime opportunities. Right, right. And I think you're right. And it is a kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. But you know, behind us is Union Station, which in many ways is quite similar, you know, to Penn Station and that, you know, transformation you did up in New York in the sense it is a legacy historic building that people have a lot of, you know, ties to. But it's, you know, fallen a little bit as far as its use, um, its utility, its ability to move people in a modern age. As you look at Union Station, do you feel like you're kind of ready to take it on with, you know, your experience in New York? You hit on one of the things that was appealing to me and also just attractive there's many similar ingredients to what the future of Washington Union Station has, uh, comparable to the Moynihan Train Hall project. I think really just starting off with a beautiful, historic, one-of-a-kind building. So, you know, I'm very fortunate to be able to work with, you know, these amazing pieces of architecture. But they're also, they're not statues, they're not monuments. They're living, breathing uh, buildings that need to serve uh, current function and, and purpose. Um, so for me, you know, I think there's many similar ingredients. Um, you know, adaptive reuse of a historic asset is the same down here. You know, the fact that it's a mixed use multimodal station here as well, serving both commuter railroads and also inner city railroads. And also the fact that we are a hub of the Northeast Corridor. So, you know, there's a lot of parallels, um, a lot of the same players, um, same dynamics that were part of the project in New York are definitely part of the project here. But also, you know, I think recognizing, you know, we are more than just a train station. You know, we are the largest bus facility, for example, in the region. Mm. Uh, you know, we're historically Metro Rail's busiest transportation hub, but we also have, you know, retail and office use, as you mentioned, you know, have seen kind of ups and downs. Right. But, you know, locationally, hard to beat the location that Union Station is right outside the Capitol. So a lot of similarities. Right. And as you look, you know, toward the future, I'm not sure if everyone, all the listeners have seen the renderings, you know, but you guys let out some renderings that were pretty exciting. Uh, renderings are one thing, reality is another, obviously. But if you could kind of step into the tradition of theater of the mind with us here, you know, what is this vision for a new and improved Union Station? You know, what is it going to look like? So the vision is bold. It is a grand vision, but I think it's also a needed vision in terms of uh, adding capacity, reliability to mass transportation and train travel. Uh, as I noted, we are the regional transportation hub. And 
you know, the longer I've been part of a kind of the transportation industry, you know, we are a niche uh, of that industry. But it really uh, is amazing to me how many areas and industries we connect to, you know, mm. literally and figuratively, you know, moving people across the region, you know, getting people from, you know, giving them options and choices of where to live and also the opportunity to connect to jobs for employers as well, the ability to reach into talent pools and kind of connect across a region. Mm. So I think, you know, that's in part some of the vision that we have here. And as you noted, it's great, you know, that after many years, uh, going through many alternatives of what the future can look like, it now seems like we have a groundswell of public support, political support for the project. But at the moment, it is, you know, really a rendering and it's a concept. And, you know, it's incumbent upon my team, Union Station Redevelopment Corporation, uh, working with our partners to translate that vision, that concept really into reality. Moving from the image and the vision to kind of the nuts and bolts and the budget, you know, uh, it's not going to be cheap, right? These are huge developments, uh, tons of work you know, needs to be done. So what's the budget looking like and how is it all being funded? You know, I'm sure it's pretty complicated, but if you could distill that down for us. Yeah, I think it's... Early, uh, the budgets that have been presented are preliminary budgets, I would call them. Um, you know, again, putting us, giving us some context in terms of where the project is. We are, we are at the early stages. Yeah. We're uh, at a 10% concept level. So we have a long road ahead of us. But I think focusing on budget, focusing on schedule, focusing on how we deliver uh, an improved experience and being sympathetic and... Uh, considerate of the neighborhood, the community, and what a project of this timeline looks like. Uh, that is something that we are digging into right now mm. in terms of you know identifying how do we take the project from 10% to 90%. You know, I'd like to think, uh, to me, that's one of the best opportunities that we have, that we do have a long way to go, and we can incorporate mm. a lot of the lessons learned that I've taken from mega projects, Moynihan Train Hall, and other projects, and really expedite and be efficient in terms of how we proceed through the design phase and also into the construction phase. Mm. You know, phasing and sequencing of a project this big is going to be very important. Delivering incremental benefits along the way, I think, is a very important strategy for us to maintain public support, political support. Uh, candidly, I think it's going to be challenging to get people excited for a decade plus of construction. <laughs> right. So, but that's you know, managing, kind of what we're looking at, right, though? I mean, uh, yeah, but I do think, as I mentioned, it's it's early phase. We are keenly focused on project constructability, which leads into project schedule, project scope, which all translates into budget. So something that we're very aware of, and we're going to use our best ideas to make it be bigger, better, and faster. We've been hearing from Doug Carr, Union Station Redevelopment Corporation's CEO and president. Coming up, we'll talk about issues that Carr hopes to solve in the short term, like traffic delays and crime. Stick around. Now, you know, a couple of issues really stand out when I look at Union Station. One, that often clog road into Union Station to pick up a friend or drop off a friend or family member. You know, people are usually stuck there around like half an hour. So I think getting in and out of the station can be tough from a car perspective. Is that something you guys are thinking about to kind of decongest uh, this area around Union Station? 
Yeah, so I'm glad uh, you're not the first person who's mentioned that to me and probably won't be the last as well. But it raises a point that I think is important is as much excitement as there is around the station expansion project, the SCP is what we commonly refer to it as, I want to emphasize that we're not waiting for the station expansion project to make improvements. Mm. You know, We're looking at improvements to deliver now. We want to enhance the passenger experience. That includes traffic, improvements in the front of the building, and so, you know, I'll take that as a good opportunity to say we're not waiting just for the future to make the improvements. We're really focused on the here and now and delivering, you know, whether it's traffic benefits, whether it's cleanliness, whether it's operational enhancements, whether it's even, you know, just programming in the station mm. that gives people a reason to, you know, stop by, um, you know, hang around for an extra couple of minutes. So that to me is also, you know, a big part of our job at USRC is caring for the here and the now. And I think to the extent that we can make improvements that we have planned and are already underway, that is one of the best ways that we can secure, you know, the public support, confidence and faith that, you know, the SCP is gonna be um, uh, a benefit to the region. Right, a little tease benefits for the future, you know, in other words. Focus on the here and now, but plan for the future, absolutely. And, you know, I think safety, you mentioned it twice now, and I think it deserves a whole question of itself, which is, you know, how do you maintain safety throughout the city? You know, homelessness, houselessness has been an issue that's been difficult you know, to face. Overall, safety in the city is a big issue that, again, the city at large is trying to deal with. How are you here at Union Station trying to ensure that safety for passengers or just passers-by? Yeah, you know, this is certainly an issue that urban transportation centers have to grapple with, and uh, we are a public facility. We are also a central part of the community, and this is, um, I think, an expectation of what our riders and the expectation that we have uh, at USRC and our partners to deliver on Hmm. is kind of the passenger experience. But I think dealing with the issue, there's no single solution. You know, it requires compassion, it requires care, but it also requires an emphasis on safety and security as our our top priorities. Um, And to me, it's really to be sure that we're providing the environment that the traveling public expects and achieving our mission of getting visitors to and from their their destinations. Now, moving from the specific out to kind of the 5,000-foot view, transit is, especially by bus and train, you know, is part of kind of a, I think, a possible shift in how people get around in our country. Car-based, you know, transportation has been the way, you know, for the last century probably. But there seems to be some sort of movement towards, you know, just trains and that being a more you know, efficient way to get around as we try to limit our energy use or make it, again, more efficient. How do you see this project kind of playing into that kind of glacially slow, but movement throughout the world and the country? I think it's key. And I'll go back to the issue of us being a hub. The importance of getting Union Station right, kind of in a big picture definition, is critical to maximizing the investments that are being made today across the region. So investments being made in Virginia, investments being made in Maryland, the fact that we are the center, you know, hub of all that, you know, it's a key priority for us to kind of get it right here because Mm. it kind of really maximizes the investments that are being made elsewhere. Mm. I think regionally, it's also important, you know, you mentioned some of the other things and I said transportation cuts across many industries, including goals and policy objectives to improve sustainability, environmental improvements. And I think investment in transportation to the extent we can make it more reliable, 
make it a preferred choice for travel, convert some people maybe from individual car use to mass transportation. Right, it is kind of a conversion, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like almost not religious, but you know, it is a, a life shift you have to make that's hard. And I think that's the opportunity we have is by making investments in our facilities and our infrastructure, and also fundamentally in the heavy infrastructure, the rail and how trains get processed in and out, uh, to me it really pushes towards reliability um, of mass transportation and which ultimately gets to people's preference. If we can convert a couple people, I think we are furthering a lot of those sustainability, environmental policy objectives and for us, you know, it's you know starting at the facility level, mm. it's making that a reliable choice for people that they'd want to make. Right. It only takes a quick glance at Europe to kind of see possibly the potential where cultures there and you know, citizens there flock to these transit hubs and they're just more integrated into daily life. And then when you look west, you know, out to the west coast, it's even less, you know, ingrained, that transit, that train use. So it seems like there's Room to grow, but also potential to slip back if we don't do some things. Also sounds like a field trip, Luke. You're, uh, you're setting one up here, so <laughs> yeah, I might true. have to uh, check out some of our European counterparts. <laughs> also, a part of Union Station is Metro, right? Uh, at least for people here locally. That's huge a part, yep. huge big deal. Randy Clark was on the show, CEO of Metro. How does Metro play into the redevelopment of Union Station? You know, Are you thinking new lines? Like, how, how are you thinking about Metro integration into Union Station? So as I mentioned, uh, Historically, Metro has been the biggest generator of traffic to the station. So I think clearly they're uh, they're an important part of who we serve and the activity that we draw into the station. Uh, It's an important part of the intermodal connections, you know, people being able to do inner city travel or regional travel and then transfer over really to the commuter model. And for us, you know, again, at the station, it's the balance of commuter users and inner city users and us catering to to both of those segments. So as for the future, I know Randy's got a uh, a lot on his plate and, you know, we are but one destination for him. We are a very important one. I believe we're the you know busiest in the metro system. Mm. So for us to be able to expand that, you know, back to, you know, reliability and, you know, options, you know, I think it would be great uh, a challenge but a great idea you know to give people even more options you know if they're coming into union station of how they connect uh, throughout the region Mm. so eager to continue to work with them along with our other partners to see you know how the future of union station fits into their plans and their their vision as well and for some listener who's like man i love union station you know the way it is i have memories of the you know marble the arching ceilings you know how do you assure people that you won't kind of mess it up yeah i think First off, you know, acknowledge not only the opportunity, but also we have a long way to go. And we're making improvements. Um, we're confident in our plan and moving forward. Um, but also the reality of part of our mission, Union Station Redevelopment Corporation, in part was founded to be the caretaker of the building. And that definitely includes historic preservation, the historic mm-hmm. elements. I think the historic elements of the building are perhaps our biggest asset. It is what makes us unique. It's why we're a one-of-a-kind building. But I often joke to anybody who will listen is, part of our greatest strength is we're a building that has 120 years of history. One of our biggest weaknesses is we are a building that is 120 years old and you know needs uh, constant reinvestment. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's really leaning into it. It's uh, again, what it's, you know, we're a one-of-a-kind building and 
treating and honoring the historic elements and really preserving them is a large part of our mission. We've done a lot of work throughout the years. The train hall, the gold leaf, the stone, you know, a lot of cool historic elements that are spread throughout the train hall is uh, square in our sights of, you know, what we are here to preserve and really leverage. Would you say that if you guys don't kind of redevelop Union Station, Union Station risks just like falling by the wayside? For us, failure in many senses is not an option. And, you know, taking care of the building, putting it in the right position, honoring the past and preparing for the future is really what me and my team are focused on and, and I know our partners are focused on. And as we close up here, the redevelopment project, all the renderings that I flipped through, there's so many different aspects, you know, to it. But which one's kind of your personal favorite? Which one kind of excites you the most and makes you a little giddy? I think the completed vision, uh, a term that you'll probably hear often in development and transmit, it really is placemaking. The station and the development in many ways is to serve as a catalyst for further development in the city. Hmm. This is one of the last great frontiers of development and land opportunity that we have in the district. So to me, it's not the station expansion project and the facility and the rail improvements is one part of it. Yeah. And I think, you know, continuing on that part and serving as a catalyst for private development and commercial development and growth and really placemaking and the opportunity to make this place special, open space, green space, intuitive connections to and from transit, supported by the appropriate commercial and retail uses, to me, that's really what I see as the opportunity. And, you know, as I said, once once in a lifetime opportunity to really make a place that is special, that contributes to the region, contributes to the economy, and is also a place that people want to hang out. So uh, that's what probably excites me the most about some of the vision, some of the renderings, that top-level plaza, right. open space where you can uh, navigate to and from. Well, Doug Carp, thank you for coming on the show and kind of casting your vision for what Union Station can be and, you know, what this district can be, you know, with a transit hub that's modern and, and new. Great. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. And that'll do it for us today here on WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, let us know how we're doing. Give us some stars or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. This show is brought to you by WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, and 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland. Online at WTOP.com and, of course, on the WTOP News app. Have a great week. We'll talk Wednesday.